of prayer. If you guys could bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for your son, that he has come, he has lived, and he has died, and he has rose, and one day is rising and returning again to make all things new. We thank you that you've left us with your spirit, even now as we gather together in truth. Would you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and faith to believe and hope to enjoy? Holy Spirit, we ask you now as I share my story of grace and the short lesson from Philippians, would you inspire everyone here and transform them from the inside out and leave them change? We love you, Lord. We thank you. We draw comfort even now that you are with us. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So my name is Osman Drama, for those of you who, who didn't know that. I would love to get to know you for those of you that is. Um, so I was born in Somalia. Does anyone know where that is? Drew? Yeah, it's called the Horn of Africa, actually. So I was born right here in the capital, in Mikadishu. Um, due to my country's civil war, uh, a lot of Somalis were displaced. Um, I had the fortunate um, blessing that my family, we went down our boat down to the coast to Kenya, uh, where a lot of Somalis went up the coast and tried to make it to Yemen, Oman, and Saudi Arabia. Um, during the trek uh, down, there was me, my twin brother, my old, two older sisters, my younger sister and my younger brother. Um, sadly, uh, we hit some choppy water. When I say we went down in a boat, just imagine a 14-foot boat with like a 50cc motor. It's not very big. Uh, here's a picture of the kids that made it. So here I am. Here's my younger brother and my younger sister and my two older sisters. So if you notice, my twin brother is not in this picture. Sadly, he drowned uh, when our boat capsized. Um, the picture on the left is a picture of my grandpa and my grandma. So if you notice, my grandpa is six foot nine. Ugh, I wish I could have been six foot nine. That's what the doctor told me I was going to grow up to be. Didn't make it. Stopped at six two. But uh, we, this photo was taken when we were in Egypt with a family friend. We stayed with them for about six months or three months. So we moved from Somalia to Egypt to France, and then finally over to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and then from Atlanta, Georgia, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And from Nashville, Tennessee, we moved to finally where I call home. This is a, an old picture of my hometown. Can anyone guess where it is? Yeah, but what's the name? No, Mankato, Minnesota. So my uh, hometown is called Mankato, and where it's located is where the Mississippi and Minnesota River meet in my hometown. So do you remember the picture that Kyle showed of Hobbiton? So it's a picturesque, it's beautiful, green, lush. That's my hometown. <laughs> um, but when we moved there, it was not. This was moving day for my family. We arrived during a blizzard. It wasn't fun, especially when you were born in Africa. You do not like this. But fun fact, this is my favorite season of the year. Uh, I've learned to love the cold. Um, so here's a picture of my hometown high school. I went to Mankato East. Yes, there was a Mankato West, in case you didn't know. There were across uh, town rivals. Um, this is what my identity was found in during high school. Does anyone know what these numbers correlate with? Track and field. So these were the numbers that made my identity. This is where I spent most of my time in high school. I ran cross country and track. Here are my PRs. For those of you that run, you'll understand how impressive they are and how far I've fallen. Um, <laughs> and then here's a picture of where I spent 
a lot of my other time when I wasn't at school or on the track. This is my hometown um, mosque. So for those of you who didn't know, I grew up in the Muslim faith. My name is actually a Muslim name, Osman. Um, and so in this building, I spent a lot of my time uh, memorizing the Quran. I had the honor when I was 14 years old, I memorized the whole book and got sent to Saudi Arabia and Mecca for a pilgrimage. And due to the fact that I memorized it, not all Muslims are allowed to go into this building, but those who have memorized the Quran have get access into that building. So I've been inside. It's completely uh, ceiling to floor gold. It's the, it was the most ornate room I've ever been in my whole life. Um, and so when I came back, a lot of us were challenged now that we've gone on Hajj to now share our faith with those who don't believe. And my best friend at the time, and to now was Adam um, and for the longest time he kept inviting me to youth group but I wouldn't go and due to that uh, due to me going overseas and then coming back and being really challenged to now share my faith uh, I started attending youth group so here's all my friends from youth group including Adam um, I ran cross-country I swam fun fact that swimming photo my grandma asked where are you this is when we found out my grandma was losing her sight. I'm the only African-American on the team. So, yeah. Um, so, youth group, I started going uh, with the hopes of converting them, but I came out as a convert. It took, let's see, uh, my first, so our youth group has Explode Night and Implode Night. Implode Night is when, um, Explode Night is when the youth group go out and do something in the community. Implode Night is when they st stay in and do a Bible study. So for the first couple of months, I only went to Explode Nights because I didn't want to go inside a physical church. Being a Muslim is considered a big sin. And so we did all these fun activities. Um, has anyone ever played Bigger or Better? <laughs> so you start, for those of you who didn't raise your hands, so you start with a penny and you knock on a door and you ask for something bigger and better. You, it's a trading system. And the best way to get teenagers excited was boys versus girls. So girls went for two hours. Guess what they came back after two hours of trading with their penny? A goat. <laughs> yeah, straight up, they got a goat. They went to grandma grandpa's and had ice cream sundaes and then pretended to bring the goat back. It did not stay at the church. Well, guess what the boys got? Two couches in a crib. <laughs> I personally think, to this day, the boys won. The youth pastor somehow ridiculously said the girls won. I'm still bitter. We jokingly said we were going to sacrifice it, but... <laughs> Have you read the Hunger Games? That did not happen, yes. Um, so three years of going to youth group, I started attending uh, Implode Night, where you start reading scripture. I started challenging the pastor with every single mis mistakes that I found, but in reality it was Islamic mistakes of who Christ was. August 26, 2007, I, I got baptized at the lake, dedicated my life to the Lord, and this is where we get jump into for, for Philippians. So I'm going to read this, and you guys are welcome to follow along in your own Bibles if you like, but this is my life first. So this is Philippians 3, 7 through 16. But whatever gain I had, I count as a loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection 
and may share his suffering, becoming like him in, in, his, in his death, that by any means possible I may attain resurrection from the dead. Striving towards the goal, not that I have already obtained it this or am already perfect, but I press on to make him my own because Christ has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and striving forth to what lies ahead, I press on towards a goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, those of us who have matured this way, and if anything you, you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Only let us hold true to what has been already attained. And so, here's a question for y'all. Who likes roller coasters? What is wrong with you people? Okay, fun fact. Did you know? So, you see this beautiful, what people call works of art? I call a death trap. Do you see this? Okay, did you know that if you got seasoned in engineering, you can build one of these? You can go through your whole college, just averaging seats, and you could end up on a roller coaster and building it, which is crazy. So I don't like roller coasters. I don't know if you knew that. My heart rate tends to go up. This last summer, we went on a Ferris wheel, and my heart rate was 100 or 210 beats per minute on a Ferris wheel, which is mind-blowing, right? I don't like them. Do you know why I don't like roller coasters? Most likely, that's true. Uh, but ultimately, I don't have control when I get on a roller coaster. I give it up. I, get, I let something else control my life, and I don't like that. And so my best friend's dad and I came up with this phrase, or this little quote, and this is it. Life is like a roller coaster. So we have our ups and downs. Sometimes we feel like we're going backwards, and sometimes we feel like we're stuck. But with the grace of God, uh, we stay on the tracks, and Jesus Christ is our seat buddy. And so for me, in my story um, uh, of, of trusting God and taking risks, I had to give up control of things I couldn't control. For instance, when you are come from a, a Muslim background and you decide to follow Jesus, you lose everything. And that is hard. A lot of the times, um, Muslims would struggle with Jesus as both Christ and God. That's a big struggle for them. And then second would be um, substitution. How can his righteousness now be accounted for me? And lastly, it's the cost. If I believe Jesus, I will lose my family, I will lose my friends, and I will lose my identity in a sense. So here's my challenge. Trusting God means taking risks. And my goal for you guys, at least tonight, my challenge is to ask these questions. Where is God right now, and what is he doing? A lot of you are going to experience times in your life where you're going to ask, where is God in this, and what is he doing? And then secondly, why did he let me experience this? So for my personal story, why did God allow me to experience being an immigrant and getting my home country going to civil war? Why did he let me experience my twin brother dying? Why did, he, why did I experience traveling to multiple countries and feeling like I don't have a permanent place? Why did he gladly take me out of France so I don't speak French full time, which I'm okay with? Um, why is it that he moved me from Atlanta, Georgia to Nashville? Why didn't he let me stay in Nashville with a Nashville, Tennessee accent? That might have been cool. Um, why did he move us during a blizzard into the coldest? Did you know Minnesota is the coldest state in the Union? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that moving there. No, it's colder than Alaska, which is surprising to a lot of people. Um, so why did he let me experience all these things? And so here it is. 
my story of coming to faith in Christ and the story of grace allowed me to have this desire for, to share the gospel with people just like me. So I, after college, I joined a ministry called Crew, where then I started sharing my story to people just like me. I got to go to Ivory Coast, Africa, and meet Leo, who's now a believer out of Islam. I got to experience what it's like to, to travel on a bus where live animals are on top of it, which is crazy. Um, it's, oh, yes, it was. I don't know how they didn't die at all. They stayed still, which was a miracle of its own. Um, I got to, I get to share my full-time job. I get to now share my story of grace to multiple churches. And more importantly, I have a really big part for youth groups. God has allowed me to share. Do you know how many youth groups in the last 10 years I've shared with? I've counted. It's, well, it's not 15. Over 1,000 youth group kids have I gotten to share my story with because youth group is where I met Jesus. And I think it's really important while you guys are here during youth group to really start asking questions of what is God doing in my life? What risk is he asking me to take? Whether it's risking my identity in sports because I really struggled with sports being my idol. I cared so much about the numbers that I listed before being better and being faster. More than I cared about did my teammates know Jesus? Did I know Jesus? And did that really matter? Um, and so here's just a little bit more highlight. And another thing is God really put a heart in, my, in me to care about other Muslims from other nations and really started pressing my time at Crew to start Bible studies and start meeting with Muslim evangelists at UC. So it's been unique how God shaped my testimony and my, my life story to turn into a missional calling. And so I want to end with, with this Bible verse. I hope you now understand why this verse is my life verse. What I considered my family as an idol, sports, and my time, I now consider all of them as a loss for Christ. So I'm going to read it again. But whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that's dependent on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share in his suffering, becoming like him in death, by any means possible, that I may attain the resurrection from the dead, striving towards the goal that I have already attained this, or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ has made me his own. Brothers, do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and striving towards what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call from God in, G in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think likewise, God will reveal that to you also. Only let us all hold true to what we have already obtained. And that's my story of grace. <laughs>